Welcome back to Popcorn Premieres. I'm Logan Thompson, joined by as Ethan always. Kaufman. Hey, hi, hello, everyone. So, Ethan, before we get started with box office, yeah. there's something that you wanted to talk about first. I did. Yeah. Yes. What was that? Which which of the two things that I have stuff to talk about? Oh, well, we're going to save that the, All right. the special okay. thing for like the end. Guys, you know? it's so special. It, it's very special. <laughs> Um, yeah, the BAFTAs. <laughs> but yeah, the BAFTAs the are The BAFTAs happened yesterday yeah. for us, um, Did... several days ago for y'all. Mm-hmm. You you have on the dock here kind of boring. Is that because they were predictable? Yeah. I just, I, I feel like there was nothing that happened that really surprised me. I would say there was nothing too surprising beyond like maybe one or two minor things. Exactly. But I do, I do still want to talk about it because even, yeah. even if I predicted the wins... There are still some that are really interesting. I I agree. And I think the one thing with the BAFTAs that I always try to keep in mind is that they love to have British bias. Yeah. So I feel like... Those Brits. Yeah, there's certain things that we kind of have to take with a bit of a grain of salt. Right. But, like, other things that we don't necessarily have to. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. So, anyways... I guess we'll just go through an order of yeah. everything. So what do you think about this first one we have? With Boy and the Heron? Yeah. I I am so conflicted on this. I've said this before. Mm-hmm. I am a huge Studio Ghibli fan. I want nothing more than to see a Miyazaki movie succeed. Yeah. Unless it's against Across the Spider-Verse, and then I'm a little conflicted. Um... And I was I was looking through um, different stats this morning because this was this was the one that I was like, wow, is Spider Verse actually gonna lose mm-hmm. the Oscar? Um, and I found a stat which I thought was really interesting. Since okay. 2006, which is when the Golden Globes and the BAFTAs started doing Best Animated Feature, um, there have only been two times that the Oscar winner hadn't won either the BAFTA or the Golden Globe or been a lot of cases both. Um, you have Big Hero 6 winning the Academy Award in 2014. Mm-hmm. Golden Globes and BAFTAs were split between How to Train Your Dragon 2 and the Lego Movie. And then Big Hero 6 kind of came in as like a wild card third. And then in 2019 with Toy Story 4 winning the Oscar, um, Globes and BAFTAs were between Missing Link and Klaus. And then again, Toy Story 4 comes in as a wild card third pick. Yeah. Here, you have Boy and the Heron sweeping those so far so either spider-verse is about to make history or it's about to lose yeah i'm i did not know those stats yeah i think that this is just kind of a really interesting predicament if spider-verse doesn't win i think there's kind of three three reasons okay in my opinion the first is all about boy and the heron you know, this could be Miyazaki's last film. Like, right. yes, he's making another one, or at least supposedly making another one. But, like, kind of, we don't know where that's going to go because that could be another eight years down yeah. the road, you know, because this film had taken him eight years. So I just think it, it would be good to award the greatest animated filmmaker Yeah. Of all time. I would agree with that. You know, because I don't think he hasn't won an Oscar for Best Animated, I don't think. Or Spirited did... Away won in 2002. Okay, never mind. So he's won one. 22 years ago. Yeah, is one enough for him? 
no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, that, that's just like, that's my personal feelings about like why Boy and the Heron deserves it. Yeah. But then about Spider-Verse, I think it has two reasons why voters might not vote for it or be okay with not voting for it. Um, in my opinion, one being they no like they were claimed to have overworked their animators. Right. So I think like do you really want to award producers that are mistreating their True. workers? You know, so I feel like that could be a part of it. And then also that this is essentially a part one of two. Yeah. And like we've seen the Oscars not really cater towards part ones but then go crazy with part two yeah and we might we might see that for dune next year exactly it's like it's in that weird middle spot where you've already given the first one best animated feature and then you still have the opportunity to give beyond that exactly do you take this as an opportunity to award something else that's kind of how i'm feeling too but i i love this movie too i literally today i was going through my like letterbox top four and I, I saw Interstellar on there, and I was like, I'm not really feeling Interstellar there anymore. And I looked at what to replace it with, and I replaced it with Across the Spider-Verse. Like, I, I love this movie. Yeah. But I also love Miyazaki. Right. <laughs> and I and I am cheering personally for Boy and the Heron because it's a cool underdog story, and it's cool for Miyazaki, but I totally get why you would yeah, be I'm that. I'm still obviously rooting for Spider-Verse, yeah. but at the end of the day... As long as one of them wins, yeah. I'm happy. Imagine if, like, Elemental. Elemental. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that, Academy. So, American Fiction. Yes. Yeah. How do you feel about that? That's wild. Um, it's not the most wild thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like, there was potential for that to happen. But if I am, yeah, I am right. On Gold Derby, American Fiction was ranked fifth out of the five for adapted really? screenplay for BAFTA yeah for oh BAFTA. okay wow at this point I don't like I'm definitely not gonna lock it in because it is such a hotly contested category this year mm-hmm. but if it, if American fiction's going to win anything I do think it's screenplay I agree I feel like the momentum for Barbie has been faltering a little the momentum for Barbie might be gone I think <laughs> so um uh, like poor things I don't think like it's strong enough in other categories that it's maybe looking a little better there. And then Oppenheimer, like they could give it to Oppenheimer, but Oppenheimer's going to take so much else that they might want to give it to something. Yeah. yeah. I I feel like at this point, I guess to me personally, I think Barbie is three. Yeah. Yeah. And it would go for the Oscars. For me, Zone of Interest, Poor Things, Barbie, Oppenheimer, American Fiction. Okay. I feel like it winning over Oppenheimer is kind of huge. It is. Because they loved Oppenheimer. Right. And they have this British bias. And Christopher Nolan, as we know, yeah. is a British man. He is. And they He's didn't, so British. He is very British. And he didn't get it. No. So I think that shows how strong American fiction is. I think so. I think people, I think Oscar voters might be less inclined to let it sweep Mm -hmm. just after, because like last year we had a huge sweep, so I don't know if they do that twice in a row. And you look at where Oppenheimer's strongest, you have Nolan directing, Mm -hmm. you have performances, actor and supporting actor, you have a lot of technical stuff. I think screenplay is something that they would totally be willing to like go elsewhere. I do think that if American fiction wins, that will have played into it a lot. But again, American fiction screenplay is great, is deserving. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say I like it more than Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Barbie, 
but like all of these are great. Can we jump to actor for acting yeah. for a second? Yeah. Okay. So with the acting categories, how did you feel about it? Because I did want to talk about Paul Giamatti for a second. Yeah. Noth- nothing within the acting categories was really surprising to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, like, the big thing I'd point to would be Emma Stone winning actress where it's not, like, Golden Globes separated by comedy, musical, and drama. But Lily Gladstone's not here. Exactly. So it's, like, they're not facing off again. Yeah, and also, like, they nominate in, like, smaller, like, juries. Yeah. So it's, like, a poll of 15 or so people that get to pick every category. So I feel like the jury isn't necessarily as telling it's too small to really compare it and so in in my opinion i feel like then when it came to the wins i mean i don't think emma stones really mattered too much but i also feel the same about killian murphy yeah i think he's irish which yeah close enough to being british (laughs) irish people will hate me for that but it's okay sorry to our irish listeners yeah you know i mean you're you're literally right across from like the UK yeah. and then like the northern part of Ireland it's is basically the, the same place come exactly. on exactly come on <laughs> so like he has the advantage because he's Irish at the British awards right I, so I just, personally I do still have him as my number one with Giamatti really? as like a close second I want to wait for SAG Me too. before, like, firmly predicting that. Me too. But I think right now where it stands, just on the sheer strength of Oppenheimer and so many other categories, mm-hmm. I don't know. If Giamatti wins the SAG, though, this is a totally different conversation. Oh, and then Divine Joy Randolph. I just wanted to say quickly, her winning here kind of surprised me. Really? I, I was expecting Emily Blunt. Wow. I wasn't. Really? Okay, because yeah. I, I I just I thought Kihai Kwan didn't win here. It was Barry Keoghan, right? Yeah, yeah. So like they they they're just weird. They you are. Know? So they're I was kind of expecting British. a weird thing to happen. If she doesn't win the Oscar, <laughs> it will be like the upset of like just h- how long? Yeah. What, what would be what's a bigger upset that you can think of than the Divine Joy Randolph? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just, like, that category is so weak aside from her. It really year. is. Yeah. Because like, they don't nominate so many things that were more deserving than every other category. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So what are your thoughts on or jumping over to um, jumping over to sound? Because I sound, saw you put yes. that there. What are your thoughts on Zone of Interest? I am so happy about that because, like, okay. I knew, I figured that Zone of Interest would fare better at the BAFTAs than other places, but I still expected Oppenheimer to take it here. Really? So that was really surprising. I, I honestly, I don't know what I want to win because, like, it still looks like Oppenheimer will. Mm-hmm. I do think it's easily some of the best sound design of the year, but Zone of Interest it's more about the sound design than other aspects that maybe Oppenheimer has. Yeah. And I, again, I just don't want a sweep with like nine wins, like you said. So in little spots like this, and that would be so cool to see Zone of Interest winning. I agree. It would be. I don't, I don't think it takes Oppenheimer down. I think it's still very much the runner up. Yeah. But it makes it a little more fun. All right. So then the last thing you put down was poor things. Yes. What are your thoughts? So it's a little interesting because, like, just the way the BAFTAs nominated stuff, it's not – it doesn't line up 100% with the Oscars. Yeah. 
a lot of small wins for yeah. poor things. Um, it beat Barbie in costumes and production design. Mm-hmm. And I know the Academy is much more favorable on Barbie than the BAFTAs. Yeah. But it's still notable just to like shake up those categories a little. Because I think Bar- Barbie has owned costumes but more production design since like a trailer came out, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also beat Maestro in makeup and hair. Yeah. Maestro has been the number one there for a while. And so really? maybe. Wait, has maybe Maestro been the number it one? It has. Yeah. yeah. Keep, this is why I don't look at Gold Derby. I love looking like, at Gold Derby. Yeah. I don't like being tricked by that. Cause like <laughs> Maestro just feels so baity. Like I just, I, I can never get on Maestro is so baity that it was never going to win like a major award, but like yeah. a small technical thing. Maybe. I think makes sense. I but just... poor things hopefully can take it down yeah. there because I do I just I want poor things to just get more awards me, if it's not getting too. screenplay like if all it has is actress f- f- give give it another bone yeah just like in my opinion with poor things I'm not the biggest poor things fan boo I, I, I know I know that's it's because you haven't take. it's because you haven't seen it three times you've seen it three times yeah jeez <laughs> It's because you haven't watched it with your grandparents like I did. <laughs> wait, wait, okay. Yeah. Ethan, mm-hmm. are you okay? I think After so. After that experience. I think, I think so. They loved it, so. They did? It was, yeah, it was, it was a very nice time <laughs> at the movies. The, how was the conversation after? It was good. I, I'm very happy for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy for me. Um, Hi, Grandma and Grandpa. Hello. <laughs> Any, anyways... <laughs> In my opinion, with poor things, like I just feel like, technically, you can't. It, it it's just impossible to deny how just creative it is. Yeah. And I've I I just can't not get behind poor things winning, at least makeup. Yeah. You know because like Willem Dafoe alone, I think is more impressive than totally than like Leonard Bernstein's yeah. nose. You yeah. You know, like it's just so creative and. I feel like we need to award things that are more creative and original and not just recreations. I agree. Yeah. I think, like, it's not it's not going to win cinematography. Mm-hmm. It's not going to win screenplay. Mm-hmm. I would love it for it to take both of those, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah. Anyways, do you have any other thoughts? I do not. Before we... Okay, so we'll jump over to the box office. Have you seen either Bob Marley or Madam Web? I have not, but I have seen... Um, Roughly two minutes of Madam Web okay. um, illegally. So how was how were those two minutes? <laughs> Sony, what are we doing? <laughs> Wait, which two minutes? The first was, two I, minutes. I, I like one of my friends was just watching it online and was like skipping around, but I, I it was just like because I had watched a video talking about like how bad the ADR was. Yeah, and I caught some of it, and it's like like there are characters who are just flat out out of frame yeah. when they're speaking yep. j- just so we can't see their mouths moving. Yep. Yep. And because of the ADR, like the actual like editing style is so inconsistent, which really threw me off. I, I saw this on Thursday night. Dear Lord. I'm so sorry. In, in a theater. In a theater. And can, can I, can I be honest? Yeah. 
I had an awesome time. That's what I've heard. I, I had I had such a good time. <laughs> and I I totally <laughs> just talking about this is so funny. But but just like I totally want to when this comes out digitally to do like a Madam Web Morbius double feature with like please, a bunch of people. Please invite me. I, I totally will. I several of my friends went to see it and yeah. came back just hysterical. Yeah. And because I I didn't see this, but I did see Morbius, not in theaters, but it was like it was a disappointment because there was so much meme ability with Morbius. Yeah. And everyone was making fun of it. But then when push came to shove and I actually sat down to watch it, it wasn't fun. It was just kind of bad. Yeah. And from what I've heard about Madam Web, it sounds like the really fun bad where it's just so much of a disaster that you can't help but laugh at it. Exactly. Yeah. And there were just so just so many random lines <laughs> that are just like the most weird things. Like you were Isn't the cat fun... named Cat? Yeah. <laughs> yep, the cat is named Cat. Um but you were making fun of that one line the other day. The yeah, which isn't line. in the movie. Yeah. But there's so many worse lines right. anyways, so it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, yeah, so we'll jump to Madam Web in its box office after Bob Marley. Yeah. But just, like, it was a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing. Anyways, Bob Marley. Yeah. How much do you know about this movie? Not a ton. Okay. I've seen, like, a couple, like, skimmed a few reviews. Okay. Yeah. I know it's Are like, you... like a 3.1 on Letterboxd. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of about right. It actually, it's it's rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. It is. Or like has a 42. That's surprising. Yeah. Is in the 90s on the audience yeah, score, audience, which does not surprise yeah, me. Yeah, the audience loves this movie. Does the audience score matter more now, you think? Than the critic like, score? Yeah. Like, do people just avoid the critic score? Because, like, audiences and critics are now so different. I avoid both because I just don't care for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, But same. in terms of the general public, I would say it's a mix. Like, I don't think the critic score is worthless, but I do think at the end of the day, audiences are going to prefer the audience. Yeah. Kingsley Benadir, the guy who plays Bob I've Marley, heard he's really good. He's incredible. Yeah. If he comes up in the Oscar-like talk, I know we talked about this briefly last week, but now that I've seen it, like, I would not be surprised if he got an Oscar nomination. Because yeah. if, if this movie came out in November, he totally would have gotten the nomination over Coleman Domingo. And that was the thing. Like, before it got delayed, back when we thought that he was going to be up for this year, he yeah. was in that conversation. Exactly. And, like, even was in the top five at points. Yeah, I think some people, like, when this movie was announced, had it as, like, the number one. Right. I yeah. think, like, when the trailer came out and people just saw what the vibe of the general movie was, they kind of soured on it a little. And they were yeah. like, oh, it's a traditional biopic. From what I've heard, like... He, he does more than enough to justify yeah. being in the conversation. Because he just, he has the accent down and he has like the mannerisms down and the stage presence was like so captivating. Yeah. And the filmmaking here wasn't really much to write home about, but it, it really does highlight how just good of an actor he is and how good this performance was. And I... I, I think but at Logan, least he's the me. guy from Secret Invasion. I know. But like I gave up on Secret Invasion. <laughs> me too. I'm gonna forget about yeah. Secret Invasion. What do you think about musical biopics, just in general? I like some of them. I mm -hmm. think that the f the traditional biopic formula is the worst thing to ever happen to biopics because it yeah. it makes 
it makes all of them so stale because what sets what sets the movies apart is ideally what set the people apart from each other mm-hmm. and if they all just like i know if there are so many musical figures that we're following some of the beats are going to be the same it doesn't mean you have to go about presenting them in the film the same way yeah and I think, like, something like Rocket Man, where it's, like, almost a jukebox musical of the songs, is much more up my alley than Bohemian Rhapsody with its very PG-13, censored, choppy edited. Like, the scene where it's, like, the 60 cuts where they're at the table. Mm-hmm. I Like, that. that is one of the scenes that I've made fun of in film the most. The thing with this formula is that it just it works really well with general audience people because yeah. like when you're not watching that many movies in the first place, you don't really necessarily pick up on how formulaic like these biopics are. Even though it sucks for people like you and me who have seen a lot of movies, yeah. I think kind of like the casual audience doesn't really care as much and this really shows. Yeah. Because like Bob Marley is already domestically outgrossing Argyle. Let's go. Like Argyle is sitting at 37 million domestic. Bob Marley is at what if, 51. What if Bob Marley was the real agent Argyle? He might as well be. Oh my gosh. Like people didn't care to figure out who Argyle was. Anyways, I think we got to move over to what we were talking about before. Madam Webb. Madam Webb. So, we talked about how it is. Uh performed Actually, at projections yeah. a little bit, just like on the lower end of it. Um, so, do you feel like people are gonna feel inclined to go and see this movie in a theater because of how bad it is? I totally think so. Okay. Um, I was on YouTube last night and I got an ad for it, and it was just Sydney Sweeney going like, "Madam Web is revolutionary as a super," and it's like, so, so no, um, <laughs> it's revolutionary revolutionarily bad yeah i think though word of mouth is always a good thing yeah and even if the word of mouth about madam webb has been it is a total disaster and the worst movie like the worst mainstream superhero movie in however long Mm -hmm. it's still getting its name out there yeah and i think people myself included are more interested to see it because of this awful reputation it's garnered than if it was just schlocky middle of the road superhero crap yeah and also like just it's on that tier of bad movie where like i i was saying before i would want to watch this movie again yeah in a double feature with morbius like (laughs) it's just fun it's bad and fun and like people are gonna say that while a movie like argyle was bad and bad (laughs) you know do you think that Sony will kind of be able to turn their narrative around with these Spider-Man movies uh, later this year with Venom 3 and Craven? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, what they just really need to do, and, like, we already, last week we talked about it with um, Deadpool and Wolverine, yeah. and you now have, like, Fantastic Four, that announcement mm-hmm. um, on Valentine's Day. As terrible a reputation as the MCU has had the last few years, Mm -hmm. if they are able to get all of these other properties into it and just inject some life into it that, like, phases one, two, and three had, you will maybe start to see confidence in movies like this. Yeah. But if they're all just, like, disconnected 
no one really knows what's going on. And it's just Sony trying to do something to be like, we're still here. We make live action Spider-Man movies sometimes. Mm-hmm. But mean, right right now, absolutely not. If I was Marvel and if I was Sony, it would be really funny if they released these, like the Venom and the Craven movies. And then in Deadpool 3, like Deadpool and Wolverine, there's just a 10 minute sequence Deadpool going to all these like Sony Spider-Man universes like a Venom and Craven and like Carnage and Madam Web and killing everyone <laughs> for whatever reason. Please. And just like like just imagine how yeah. awesome that would be. I would I would love that so like, much. <laughs> <laughs> or even like a 5 or 3 minute sequence and just like they begin to hype these movies up for oh there will be a connection in Deadpool, and that connection is I'm just getting <laughs> slaughtered. <laughs> and like it would be a play on like how isn't there like a comic of like Deadpool kills the like Marvel or something, something or something kills like the Avengers? That. Yeah. Like instead, it's Deadpool kills the SSU. You know, and then maybe they don't need Deadpool. They're killing it themselves. Well, yeah, but like officially kill. Yeah. You know, that way we know we're never going to have to see these people again. I mean, if you're going to keep someone alive, keep Venom alive. Yeah. And then throw Andrew Garfield in there. And at least you'll have Tom Hardy and Andrew Garfield, even if the movies are bad. I like those people. Yeah. Do you like those people? I love those people. Exactly. So, like, we'll still watch those. But, like, what are we doing with Craven, with Morbius, with Madame Web? Like, who asked for these movies? Nobody. Yeah. Now we just have a few quick ones before we get to our, like, big big thing here. We've been building to that. We have been building to that for every week. Every week. Of the show. Yeah. But anyways, quick ones. Migration. You know it's a great weekend when migration's in the top five. And it's number four. It's number four. It's not even the five. Yeah. Let's go migration. Migration's winning. Migration up from last week despite losing theaters. Yeah. Migration Hive came out to play. And so did the Wonka Hive. Yeah. You know, February break at a lot of schools. So people were like, you know what? We're going to do Migration or Wonka. Because those are really the only they kids movies done both. out right now. They might have done Double feature. Yeah. Um, MAGA. That sounds like too much like MAGA. Never it does. <laughs> <laughs> Wonka also did really well, which I think is cool because, like, now Dune 2 is coming out. And yeah. Chalamet is just dominating right now. Love that for yeah. him. And Lisa Frankenstein. I didn't get a chance to see it. I do still want to. I'm going to try. Yeah. We'll see. I think I think it's really good. I know most young people I know who have seen it have really liked it mm-hmm. or, like, even loved it. But then the not young critics I've seen review it tend to not really like it, yeah. aside from, like, Chris Stuckman. But Chris Stuckman likes everything he watches nowadays. Yeah. So, that's, um, that's what happens when you go into the industry. You have to like everything or else. Moving on to the most important part of this episode. The only important part of this episode, really. Yeah, you can take it away. Guys, I watched The Beekeeper, and it was the greatest moment of my life. I'm so happy. I have nothing but good things to say. I have it sitting at a comfortable three out of five on Letterboxd, but do not not be fooled. It is a masterpiece. It is like Godfather, Citizen Kane, move over. 
it's it's time to protect the hive, okay? <laughs> I watched this on Friday night with a bunch of friends so immediately good. after watching Dune, which was cra- <laughs> it was the wildest double feature I could have asked for. That's such a good double feature. And it was obviously the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Um everything you've heard is true. The beekeeper is just the cinematic achievement of the millennium, and I honestly don't think will be topped. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, it's probably not going to win Best Picture or anything. You know, you know the Academy. Yeah, they love to do movies, dirty action movies. Um, go, go watch the beekeeper, and then come back. Yeah. And, but, but then go watch it again and just keep doing that. Just watch the beekeeper like once a day. You know, beekeeper a day keeps the doctor away. Whatever. Just. It's it's everything and then some. Mm-hmm. And if if the Beekeeper Two is in fact happening, you will see me there not just on opening night, but on all of the nights. Yes, I'm so hyped, guys. This is this is my this is the greatest discovery I've ever made. I- I'm so hyped for you. Thank you. How do you feel about Jason Statham after seeing this? Jason, Sta- Jason, Sta- hold, guys, guys, Jason Statham. Jason, if you're listening to this, Jason Statham. That's what I have to say about that. You're, also, you're Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> so I knew he was in it. I didn't know he was like the main villain. Yeah. That was hilarious. Like between this FNAF and um, the whistle meme, we're living in the Josh Assance right now. Yeah. I'm so hyped. It's it's awesome, but also Jason Statham. Yeah, <laughs> on kind of like a a bit more of a serious note with yeah. this film, I know you haven't seen Madam Web, but I feel like there's a big comparison between the two that can be made, where like you're to, telling me Jason Statham's in Madam Web. I wish that would be awesome. I wish Jason Statham was the villain. We have to like edit him something. in. Yeah. Yeah, just edit in the beekeeper. Just all the action scenes, um, the beekeeper comes in, yeah. and, and he does like his, his beekeeping and protecting yeah. of the hive. Exactly. Yeah. He would destroy Madam Web. Yeah. Just, it, w- it would be over. We'll say, by the way, um, spoilers for the beekeeper. If you uh-huh. haven't seen the beekeeper, please skip ahead like 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes from him keeping his bees to him trying to assassinate the president's <laughs> What? <laughs> Why did it go there? Because <laughs> this movie is awesome. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say about the beekeeper. I think I think we can close the book on this chapter now. Yeah. Like I will still be referencing it every episode, mm-hmm. just because you have to. Yeah. But this is this is the end of an era. This there was so much build up, and that. it was totally paid off. Yes, it was. And I just, it's like, beekeeper hive for it, the win. It was like Madam Web, but intentional. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. yeah. And just like, it was well made. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so much fun. It's so much fun. This is like, it's a good airplane movie. Yeah. It was it was really funny because before um, we watched it, it was me and like maybe seven, eight other people around the dinner table at Terrace's mm-hmm. Dining Hall debating what movie are we going to watch? And everybody kept naming stuff. And then the beekeeper was said, and everyone was like, yo, what is this? And they did their research, and it was decided. And in that moment, I knew Jason Statham was with me. That's good. 
I could feel his presence. I'm glad. I'm so happy for you. That that, that, that was an awesome moment. That was so incredible. Well, do you have any final closing remarks on this chapter? It's been so much fun. It has been. Yeah. Yeah, Jason Statham, please listen to Popcorn Premieres because we are your biggest fans. Yes. Maybe the Ithacan, you know, can can get us in contact. You can you can do this, guys, right? Yeah. Come on. I think so. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's run for, through next weekend and get out of here. Yeah. Uh, there's a Demon Slayer movie coming out. Have you ever watched Demon Slayer before? I haven't, but not, it's it's either. on my radar. I know yeah. I know anime movies can be hits yeah. sometimes. So maybe maybe this one will be a hit. I don't know. There's one that came out last year that made ten million dollars. So this is projected to make nine to fourteen. Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one, Ordinary Angels. This is the one that's screening. This one, yes. This Wednesday on our campus. Let's which go. Is cool. If you're a student listening to this, this this episode should be coming out on Wednesday. So it's screening today. Maybe it's screening right now as you're listening. Perhaps. To this and you're missing it. So. But as long as you're watching the Beekeeper, it's okay to miss it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this is like a faith-based film, so. I feel like a lot of times they can kind of be like sleeper hits. Yeah. So it's projected to only make five to ten million. I think it's gonna make more. Personally. I think it's gonna be on the high end of that. Yeah. Like eight or nine. I feel like it's like gonna Maybe be 10. twelve. Really? Yeah. And then finally, driveway dolls. Driveway dolls. I'm excited for this. I'm very excited for this. Like it's a Cohen movie. Yeah. Or one of the Cohens. One Half of them. Cohen. That's enough. That that is enough. <laughs> and probably gonna stay in its projections of two yeah. to four million. Sadly, I'm kind of sad about that. I want this movie to make a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, and it's not. It won't. And and that's. I can I can tell you with absolute certainty, <laughs> it will not make a billion dollars. Are you sure? I can't wait for Drive Away Dolls <laughs> to join the billion dollar club. We all know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's right alongside the Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's it's probably gonna make like three million. Yeah, but like there is Pedro Pascal and Matt Damon, right? Probably really incredibly small roles. So that's maybe. the thing. I don't think like the trailer hasn't put them front and center. Like maybe other small indie movies would mm-hmm. when you have big stars, and mm-hmm. I do think that's gonna hurt the box office. To me, I like that choice. Yeah, I like. I that think that's too. like a point of pride. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in terms of making cash, yeah, I don't really think they're gonna help that much. I don't know. Maybe it'll make five million. Oh my gosh, one million dollars. Hey, over maybe it'll make over. six million. Oh my god. But what if? But what if it only makes like one and a half? That would not be fun. No, no. Or where's or, the, where's that money going? The Madam Web? Maybe. No. <laughs> or. Get this. Mm-hmm. It makes a billion. Holy, an opening weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because that, that would definitely happen. First, first time for everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would, and it will, it'll be done by Drive-Away Dolls. Yeah. I, if not Drive-Away Dolls, then what other movie? Yeah. I'm predicting it to make a billion dollars opening weekend, okay. personally. All right. That's, what, what That's, I'm going to put it at $2 billion just because, you know, I, I'm feeling a little more generous than you today. That's... That's unfortunate for me. It's so unfortunate I, I'm for playing, you. I'm playing it safe. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> I don't know. Hi to Ethan's dad. He's the only Hi, dad. Hello. Listening. 
and then Emma, who's our editor. Yeah. Because they're not edit our like producer. Is that a f- yeah. yeah. Producer. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Emma. Thanks, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should end it off. Here. Yeah. 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 Thank you, everyone. For Thank you, everyone. In. New episode of Pop Off. Oh, Pop aired, Off. Aired yesterday, I think, if all goes smoothly. Top 10 succession episodes with Jade Moreno. Wait, like, Check it out. Yesterday as in? Yesterday as in Tuesday, which is a day in the future for us now, okay. but a day in the past for us when this comes out. That is incredible. Yes. Beautiful. Please listen to me yap more about pop culture. Wait, what's... Can you spoil your number one? Can I spoil my number one? Actually, oh. I mean, I it's it's Connor's wedding. Um, yeah, please. I was gonna I was gonna say if it's not Connor's wedding, it's Connor's then, wedding. Yeah. yeah. Is that just... to say my guests did not agree with that? What? Little little screwed up. Where where did he have Connor's wedding? Eight. That's a crime. I know. Just fake succession. Jaden, if you're listening to this. There are words that I want to say that I can't say on here, Mm -hmm. but just know that I'm saying them. That is all. Wonderful. All right. Thank you again, everyone. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Take care. (laughs) 